0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the After Hours podcast. I'm joined by Faceless Scooter and Jake, not sucky. Just kidding. Was that that cringy? It was very cringy. Not at all. We we love it. We love everything. Mm.
1: But yeah, camera's still gone, so we're going to have to find some workarounds for next episode. I'm going to literally use like a budget webcam next week. Yeah, just
0: do the just really tape. Tape your phone your to your monitor. There you go. You'll Actually, be fine. That might not be bad. That, that might work. Look at you. It's that Indiana education right there. <laughs> he knows how to. He knows how to rig it. He's We good. can
2: re, we can read up to an eighth grade level here. So
0: he's mm, got Georgia enough. beat.
2: It's got Georgia beat.
0: Actually, no one can beat Georgia. They're number one in the AP poll right now. So <laughs> they know how to play football.
2: Can you spell well... AP? <laughs>
0: All
1: right, we're a little little off track already, you know, typical podcast fashion, but you know So uh, yeah, not a whole lot for the r6. We were gonna do some r6 updates, but obviously it's a bit of a Bit of a small tiny player break right now. So we're kind of just chilling uh, But a lot happened in the RL world. So I mean that's obviously not my forte. So uh, Noobzy Jake take it away
2: yeah, so uh, our boys played last weekend and They started off the day really well, uh, won their first series. Uh, Then they went up on stream, yes, on the main uh, RLCS Sam stream. Uh, And then their following match against Crew Esports, uh, they set the Sam record for longest Rocket League game in RLCS. What was the official time, Noobzy?
0: It was nine, well, the five standard minutes plus a nine minute and 43 second overtime. Which is ridiculous for people it, who have yeah. played. So that's
2: Rocket essentially League. three whole games in one. But the kicker is, is they didn't score any goals in regulation either. So it, so never it stopped. was stopped. It was one to zero after over fourteen minutes of play, which sounds boring, but it was electric because it was just killer well, defense from both ends, and, it was and just then not high. even
0: just that, the, the the number one longest game in. RLCS for Sam. It was the 12th longest in history. Since they've been keeping track of that stat, it is the 12th longest game. Now, there was one that went like 22 minutes. That was number one. But, like, to imagine the people... For the people that play Rocket League, they know that 15 straight minutes of playing the highest level of Rocket League is so daunting mentally. And for the people that don't know, it is literally you feel mentally drained after a game like that. It's just
2: hyper focus for fifteen minutes.
0: Straight minutes. You cannot stop. The only time you gotta think the only time they stopped was when the ball touched the ground and they have that five second delay to get into overtime. It's the only break they had. And that's not long enough to decompress and all right, let's get back into this. They just gotta keep going. So.
2: And unfortunately they did not win that game and then they ended up losing that series didn't close out the day, uh, the day that they wanted but regain, remove we'll be better on the next one uh, they play again this Sunday, at a closed qualifier to get back into the main event next week so we'll be cheering on our boys for that, we know that they got it in them. we're excited to watch
0: finishing out those uh, final 8 spots So top 8 from last week uh, moved into the top eight of you know this main event so then this is just for the final eight or nine to 16 teams so gonna be a lot of fun Seeger tank back on the casts, so we're gonna be on the parabellum twitch channel pblm esports we're gonna be there what, th- what was the time three 3 p.m est
2: yeah 3 p.m uh, eastern
0: 4 p.m burt and then
1: Sorry. noon uh, pdt i will i will say i said it last week in the in the last episode and i'm gonna say it again this week the games that were going on dude i am if you're actually watching and people who have watched the podcast several times i'm not a rocket league person not even the slightest but oh my god were those games on like the the the, the 12th longest game i was edge of my seat and it was so fun to watch like i don't know there's just something about games that are at that kind of level of like play and also the what you know what's on the line
0: it's just so fun to watch yep. every game like with the way that they restructured the point system this season every series matters like i mean they're, they're the point system isn't as flated but i think some guy did like a little sheet it was for the north american and eu region there was more spots available but they, but the guy said that after he did the math, if you were not at a certain point total, he had, like, the probability of you getting in. And it's literally the difference of games, not yeah. just series, but the difference of game wins literally comes down to the narrowest margin. So a lot of people are complaining about that, the point system and the fact that you don't qualify. But I personally think that's a good thing. You know, yeah. it sucks for the bubble teams that don't make it, but... Work harder. You only got one chance. You're gonna have to ball out. Like that's the and the fact that people didn't see that and are complaining about it, it's you know
2: Yeah, they're they're complaining about the wrong things because that again goes on psionics and they need to have more support for that part of the community is like the teams that are not quite there, but you know, they're really close. And it's like, well what are they supposed to do from this weekend up until January?
0: Fine.
2: Like just play in the weeklies and monthlies that there's not going to be higher competition. Like, and everybody knows like those top 16 teams are only screaming each other. They're not screaming anything outside of those top 16.
0: Well, not my problem. We're in (laughs) Sam. So no, I'm being serious. Like that's, that's what I don't understand. I had a little bit of discourse with uh, someone. I'm sure people scroll through my Twitter to probably see the replies. It was only, it was a short little spat. But they were complaining about how, like, what are we supposed to do for the next until January? And then I was like, you know, this isn't psionic's problem, you know? Yeah, they need to fix it, but I just told you what you could do. I was like, just go to another region. Like, yeah, but it doesn't help the fact that, you know, there's no tournaments going on. And I was just, I don't, I was like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I just go to another region. There's teams where that money makes sense. He threw a figure of like $1,500 a month per player. It's ridiculous they're not playing they're not making any money go somewhere else the bubble scene didn't make us any money so we left yeah because there's no there's no value in it there's nothing going on if psionics doesn't want to fix that i'm not in the process of you know I, I want to help these players you know get better get out of the bubble but at the same time the the my job is you know Let's let's not make dumb decisions. Let's not just burn $1,500 a month per player on something that's not getting us any value back. There's no tournaments. There's no eyes on us, anything. Let's go to a region that makes it onto the RLCS page and is playing in front of thousands of people watching and can come watch our stream and do Let's do that for the same amount of money. It makes more sense. So yeah. that was my... Th- my little spat rant over we we were just on the updates scooter you said it's only gonna be like a 20 minute episode i know we've we filled it up a little bit let's get into the topics though enough of the ranting yeah, and mean, raving the hooting and hollering
1: yeah you definitely i mean speaking speaking to esports money though and stuff uh big one in the news is gonna be uh simple re-signing with navi um mm-hmm. you know this is definitely more up my alley counter strike is my main game and it's I mean, it's it's kind of interesting to me because this is obviously simple as resigned signed with Na'Vi a few times now. Uh, and clearly, you know, I don't know. I've heard a lot of things in the scene of CSGO, whether it's, you know, he just believes in Na'Vi more than any other team, which rightfully so. They've had good results, but they've definitely been a bit of a seesaw when it comes to results. Um, and I've also heard it's a lot to do with that he doesn't want to leave the country. He obviously knows that he has better or he could have better options as the best player in the world um to you know either go to north america or go to you know phase on their super team but it's you know i think it's probably a mix of both but that's got to be big money because like simple's obviously a smart guy and i think navi just every time they know what they have and they're dropping the bank to keep him.
0: Do you think he just secured his retirement? Because, you know, like in traditional sports, a lot of teams will stay or a lot of players will stay, um, you know, with, with the team that has, you know, accepted them the most, just to kind of like secure that, ret- have the good send off of like, I know this team's going to take care of me. I could probably make more money elsewhere, but I know my career is coming to an end and I should probably just secure my future in a way yeah that's what it was
1: I I imagine it's a little bit of that and I also think like like I said he's been with Navi for a long time now that I also think if he says jump Navi jumps and if he says drop everybody else bar me they probably would so I think I think he has a lot of pulling power when it comes to the actual roster uh as for like pure money I think he probably made his retirement a long time ago like yeah because Navi especially the year that he was like the best player and there was a lot of good players um i think navi had probably been given the choice to sell him or he was he'd probably been given a lot of offers uh but he's clear he's clearly uh dedicated to navi as well so it's, it's a bit of a two-way street for them but i think it's crazy think it's... sorry go ahead.
0: no i was i was thinking like when it comes to we we talk all the time off camera about the the lack of loyalty in esports it's just literally you know dollar values change a little bit and someone completely jumps ship and goes to a rival team or whatever it happens like that in sports but not as often more more people will stick to the people that gave him a chance the people that gave him a shot you know etc um so it is weird because he's been with navi almost the entire time he's been professional
1: yeah, pretty much. I, I think I don't think he's been on here. I mean, I'll pull up his Wikipedia.
0: Other than page. like probably like teams that he started, like when yeah, he yeah, was yeah, getting into it. But once As he got know... to the, the big, the big show.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, like let me here. You guys can keep chatting about that a little bit. I'm just gonna quickly pull up his Counter Strike page, uh, on Wikipedia, and so yeah. Yeah, like he played for a bunch of random teams. I don't even want to know.
0: Hey, what's his earnings? Earnings check. Dude. Earnings uh, check bo- well, quick. see,
1: this is the so I actually had this conversation with a friend offline the other day, um, and we were looking at like who's the biggest in Canada and who's like you know who's made the most money in North America or just and who's made the most money period, um, and Counter Strike players are not up there. Counter Strike has still to this day had a horrible yeah. prize pool. Uh, and Simple has only made one point seven. Okay, still it's a good good for prize pool. But, I mean, considering he's the best player in the world and has been playing for the past uh, nine years.
0: Question. What's that? Because I don't pay attention to CSGO as much. Why is the prize pool... Because we talk Because the... The game is considered tier one. I mean, what didn't it have a million people watching one of the majors? Yeah, I mean, point? every
1: major, every major that happens, it breaks some form of Twitch record or YouTube. So record. why
0: are the prize pools so low when they know they have that amount it's... of eyes? Why do people still keep, like, why do players still keep playing when the prize pools are that low? So there's... the salary's worth it? Is the viewership worth it to the orgs?
1: So there's two, two. Okay, well, there's three. Two problems one answer essentially the first problem is the game is about uh, counter terrorists and terrorists that is instantly a no-go for a lot of sponsors there's a lot of sponsors out there and i won't say them publicly but i know who they are uh that will will not go near counter strike with a 10 foot pole um the other problem is valve doesn't seem to care as much about csgo they know it will do its thing and it will continue to do its thing um i mean look at Luka Dota, they always had crowdfunding. CSGO has never seen crowdfunding once. Um, And I genuinely think if Valve introduced some form of crowdfunding in the terms of stickers or cases or whatever it may be, Counter-Strike may have the biggest prize pool in the world because so many people watch Counter-Strike. And the the solution is exactly what you touched on. It's salaries. Um, I can say this publicly that I know even tier two like tier two players that are like bridging on tier one um are looking for somewhere close to between four to eight k for that kind of border and most most tier one players want anywhere from nine k and above and the really good players get around 30k a month so counter strike's a lot yeah and that's that's the problem why you don't see a lot of new orgs getting into counter strike is because they just can't afford a tier 1 team and rightfully so because if you don't have sponsors that are oh. dedicated for your csgo team um yeah i mean if think if every player plus coach is taking 30k a month then that's you know well 30k 30k times 6 so you're going to be 180k yeah a month <laughs> a month for a tier one csgo roster oh no that oh, Jesus. is the 30k for sure is on the higher end like that's a team that's constantly making majors and stuff and like constantly winning events um so like but even at like 10k a player for a good na na team you're you're gonna hurt like that's that's a lot of money gone I into one team
2: but i mean that should have gotten good at counter-strike
1: yeah, yeah. same same, I fucking, I, I gave up and went the ca- caster route. Uh, but <laughs> silly me. I played
0: Counter Strike in a horse mask one time. That shit was difficult. <laughs> but so, that. But I can only see the nose.
1: Crazy is one thing, but like crazy on a bit of more of an IRL side of things. Noobsy sent this to us the other day, and it's, it is kind of crazy. Noobsy,
0: you wanna? <laughs> okay, so AI is pretty cool. However human brains are still better and I like the so to give you the headline brain cells in a lab dish on a computer chip were able to learn how to play pong so they took 800,000 human brain cells put it on a computer chip introduced it to different scenarios of the ball starting in different places And over the course of, I think, a few months, the brain cells were able to work with the computer chip and figure out how to play Pong and the rallies got stronger. The reason why they're testing this is because AI is great. AI is cool. However, what they compared it to was that a human, you can, you can get a, you can get AI and a human to make tea if you have the ingredients. You know, you teach them how to make it. They can make tea. If you take the AI to another person's house and give them the same ingredients, you have to completely reintroduce the environment to them because it's new to them. Whereas with the human brain, they still know how to make tea no matter whose house you're in. You, can, you give them all the same equipment and they know how to make it. So they're trying to infuse human... human connections of the brain because our brain is very powerful to kind of like coincide with computer chips to help enhance AI technology and other stuff. Thought it was crazy. I did not think it was real when I read it. And then as I kept re- reading it, NPR posted it. So I was like, all right, this has got to be legit. And they were saying the rallies would start and they would kind of, um, punish it in a way so when it would mess up they would start the ball in a different location to get it to learn something new so it, they realized that was making it learn faster so even when it was doing well with the rallies it's still they would still start it in a new location yeah so, that, that kind is, of is just crazy. insane that we're doing shit like this so I mean it's just it's just one of those things that it's like first of all
1: it's such a crazy experiment to begin with like even if it failed like it's one of those things that's like whoever thought of this was like actually mental <laughs> well,
0: yeah. and and it's funny because they also did this with mouse brain cells too and while the rallies did get longer and longer they weren't like insanely good at they were te- they were mainly not they were not trying to get it to become the best pong player they were trying to see what brain cells would do to the learning aspect of it. So they realized that while they weren't, you know, godly Pong players, human brain cells performed much, 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 much better than mouse brain cells. All to keep in mind the amount of 800,000 brain cells is just about the size of a cockroach brain, and it's able to learn a completely new environment. So kind of crazy to see how smart <laughs> the human brain is, because that is really tiny. It was on a computer chip that was very small. I don't know how they got it to connect to the computer chip, but it was like woven in some way. So they you... were able to connect neurons to the electrical components. I don't know. I don't know that part. I just know they put human brain cells on a computer chip and were able to teach it something crazy. So yeah, so I just to... wanna. Oh, go ahead. There, I yeah
2: i want to take a, a step uh, like i want to be a fly on the wall in that boardroom when that idea was proposed <laughs> like Dude, you know, because that, 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 had to, that had to have been stupid expensive oh and yeah like 100%. wildly expensive but i do
0: think that application is kind of of so i just read what college did it it was georgia tech that's one of the smartest schools in the south <laughs> I, but okay, they're, let's, they're let's preface just,
2: that with the south let's make sure but, we emphasize okay.
0: Yeah, but Georgia Tech is one of the leading schools. I know. Engineering I'm joking. I'm joking. However, it makes sense why this idea was so crazy. Because yes, these are some of the smartest nerds in the country, but they're in the South, so they got a little bit of that uh, that backwoods in them. So they're like, you know, it'd be sick if we just put some brains on a, <laughs> on a pure chip, tall tele- poem, oh, man.
1: <laughs> well, speaking, of, you know, newbies you had mentioned that you know, tiny brains on the motherboard and stuff. Uh, there's another thing in the news about with tiny brains, and uh, that'd be, that'd be that's, legit. I know this is <laughs> this is gonna be about HCS. Uh, whoever's running their eSports, you know, choices, uh, didn't think this one hard very hard and very thoroughly because they have upset a lot of people. Uh, in the news this week, or I guess technically last week, um. Halo crowdfunding, obviously, you know, crowdfunding. We just spoke about it, too, with the, you know, Dota CSGO. Uh, Halo have decided to pull the rug on their Halo crowdfunding. And not only is it a bad thing to get rid of crowdfunding, it usually doesn't doesn't sit well with the community, but it's another thing to pull it away a week before the main event where that crowdfunding would have been used because they had upped the prize pool. So to, to any, any tournament organizers or anything, if you, if you somehow fund enough money to make, this, make a tournament with an even bigger prize pool than you initially expected, don't take away crowdfunding because you're just going to look like an asshole trying to keep more money. And it's like, if you've already agreed crowdfunding, you cannot pull it away at the last second.
0: They are yeah. just taking a knife into their esports and twisted. yeah
2: it's every like it's just... every time i see halo news I, I don't think i've ever seen good halo news since like the we game released <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but yeah the no East like West, i saw yeah. i saw SnipeDowns tweet shout out fellow uh fellow hoosier uh <laughs> he literally <laughs> tweeted out wonder. he said why the fuck did i leave apex legends because i think at the time like i'm pretty sure he was playing for phase and then he kick-started phases halo team if i'm not fully mistaken I think that's how it went and so obviously playing for FaZe on arguably like the biggest battle royale at the moment like one of the most popular like at least in the US I think to make that switch is a very big jump and then to continue to have the organizers and developers just not follow through on promises cut the prize pool significantly like that could like really kill his career is trying to transition back to apex he's obviously not going to be at the level he was so he's going to have to do a ton of work to even hope to get to where he was viewer base
1: viewer base on Mm -hmm. twitch like it's like people don't think about outside of it a lot but like that's if he's primarily currently streaming halo and has an audience and subs based off a halo i know he has apex fans too but like you know it's it's hard to transition a fan base
0: i think like something like that With how much bad news Halo's gotten, could you imagine if they had like crowdfunded a million dollar prize pool?
1: Well, and that's that's people's problem because normally the prize pool would get like 500k. Well,
0: that that could have like obviously millions, a lot of money, but people still want to watch Halo because they want it to where I think that's what's kind of crazy why the game hasn't like obviously the game is not being played as much as they thought. But it's it has that ability to come back if they literally just start putting more effort into the community. The game shoots right back up to popularity. I, I really think that would happen because all they have to do is start showing effort. They haven't... Because Halo is one of those games that if they just start coming back into it, doing everything, and then completely pull a 180, the game is going to go back up. Because yeah. everyone yeah. wants it to succeed yeah and even like i I didn't grow up playing it but i saw like i saw all the tournaments and stuff and i watched red versus blue on rooster teeth and shit so it's like i had that halo experience in a way because i mean i grew up on playstation and stuff but i would play halo at my buddy's house so i want the game to do well because it's been a part of my childhood maybe more for other people exactly and that yeah, that's, they're just killing this game and it, and it sucks because it was it was it's fun it's a fun game and i think there's there's a market for the esports there and for them to crowdfund that much money i don't did they say how much it got to or
1: uh i don't think so because Not they saw. Pulled, because they pulled the rug like that's
0: but, so but like you said because though, that like, could have revitalized it seriously
1: that's that's one of those games where, like, like you said, everybody, regardless of your PlayStation, PC, or Xbox, or whatever, or even a Wii kid or some shit, like, you're like you, you had an, you knew Halo existed, regardless of where you came from, and you also had a love for it, for some extent. Sure, there's people that don't like Halo, like there is some people that just genuinely don't care for it, but I'd say a lot of people at least respect Halo or know Halo or have at least played like couch co-op Halo Three or something like, and. It, I did same here like I don't really care for Halo esports but I want to see it do well and if it does really well where the prize pools are massive I would watch I mean there's it's one thing to watch a game you're not so familiar with but it's even different when the prize pool is big because you're like there's a lot on the line and I have enough of an understanding to enjoy this but if they're playing for like 10 grand it's like melee I don't enjoy watching melee but I love melee like Super Smash Bros. Yeah, but
0: the games don't mean anything. Yeah, it, it, well, it's, it's That's hard why to watch. The world is so cool at RLCs. Yeah, it's and two million dollars and a giant trophy.
1: It's hard to watch for games like Super Smash Bros. because you enjoy it so badly. But it's like there's not a whole lot on the line, and even the players. I would rather support the players by watching their stream instead of watching the mainstream. Yeah. Because look at uh, it, I think it was Mango, maybe a couple of months ago. He came like third in a tournament and got like seventy-five bucks. Like dude there's no world there's no world like one of the
2: biggest players like i don't know much about smash but i do know that like he plays for c9 right
1: yeah yeah. so he plays for c9 absurd and there's no world in any esports that a third place should be giving you 75 bucks i don't even care what tournament even locals don't pay that little usually like like bigger locals i mean like obviously cafe locals
0: he won uh he won a blockbuster gift card
1: (laughs) Oh man but, yeah, well, no. sorry, Jake, you got a last input because I think we're going to just
2: yeah, wrap up I, early. I was just going to say, it's like we've said this about Call of Duty before. Like, we all loved growing up playing Call of Duty. Like, everybody loved playing their games. But obviously, their esport is much larger scale than Halo. But it's like they just need a little bit of a Kickstarter. Yeah. A little bit more effort in Halo, put any effort in just like any little bit.
0: Zero. <laughs> <Dude>, they literally <laughs> released the game and said,
2: it's, like, the two most, like, iconic games in history. Like, everybody knows Call of Duty and Halo. Like, I don't know a single person that would be like, what's Call of Duty? What's Halo? Yeah. Like, and it's, there's no reason they should be
1: It's one of those struggling. things that we just wouldn't want to see go either. But, I don't know. I mean, one thing we definitely don't want to see go, but we are going to have to see go, is the end of this podcast. We... Our ending for this week. We'll be back next week. And uh any closing words from you guys?
0: At the time of this podcast, the Atlanta Gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, we are no, going to no, see no, you no. after the office going to score like five goals, dude. <laughs> Put it. Check it. Check it tomorrow. Gertler scoring five.
2: <laughs> All right. Peace, peace. peace
0: <laughs>